Hello, everybody. Welcome to Disney Minus, where a podcast where we go through every canonical and deuterocanonical Disney movie in whatever order we decide to do, and in whatever order we bloody well please, because uh, this is our British episode. We're doing Bedknobs and Broomsticks, 1971. Uh, Poor I thought, she's a fucking uh, witch, isn't it? My name's Ash. Uh, I use she, her, and it, its pronouns. And Hello. I've made myself the host now. Deal with it. Uh, joining me are Aurora and Veer. Aurora, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Aurora. I use she and her pronouns. Uh, fucking uh, poor blimey. I'm a fucking witch. What's up with that? I want to know. I got my magic from a fucking the comic book thing where they sell you the funny eyeglasses that don't actually see x-ray vision. I don't know. Veer, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm V. I use the he, hims, and today I am going to not break this. I'm going to do a magic trick for I toss this mon- computer monitor without breaking it. Uh, I would like to make it extremely clear at the opening of the episode, none of us are British. Me yeah, and V are both American. I'm pretty sure Aurora is American. Last I checked, I was. All right. Yeah, cool. Uh, none of us are British. This mm-hmm. is the most British Disney film I know of. It may be the most British Disney film that exists. Like, uh, Pocahontas 2 was putting it... Oh, right, yeah, Mary Poppins is... A... This is basically Ersatz Mary Poppins is the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering that it does involve fucking about in London for a bit and then going and fighting the Nazis, it might actually be more British than Mary Poppins. This is true. Yeah, I forgot they do go to, to jolly old London town. Like they don't fucking go to London. Oh wait, shit, they do. Whoops. Yeah, they go to Oilers, a they go to, they go to a yeah. London open air street market. Yeah. Um, before a, a we start, it, it's I wanted to ask: Is um, did this movie feel like it was like two different movies just kind of like slammed together? Uh, I don't honestly like. If you're talking about the animated segment, no, that was pretty thematically coherent. I I I think I found the the part where the Nazis showed up was like, well, oh, that's a that's a sudden turn, but I guess it makes sense. It's like I know, feel okay at the beginning. This might but, just be because I was I had been like looking at the Wikipedia page, but I don't think the Nazis showing up is that much of a turn. Like we got the old Home Guard at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. we got uh, they, they do show up in the tapestry. We did get. Uh, someone threatening to stab all of our main characters multiple times mm-hmm. before they went to Nibumbu. And yeah. then, like, they met the, the war effort is mentioned throughout. So mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. it's that weird that the, also, like, there's the tapestry at the beginning that is telling the story of the movie in tapestry form. Yeah, yeah. this is true. It's, it's just like, oh, right. Uh, you know, as they're winding down, like, oh, we got the magic words. What do we do now? Oh, right. To a German invasion of Britain. That sure is fucking yeah. happening. Fucking anyway. hell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my notes say Bayou Tapestry ass intro. Yeah. Uh, we're watching the, the hit film Bedknobs and Broomsticks. If yeah, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, 1971. I did say that. Okay. Yeah. I, want, I, I don't know. I wanted to double D sure because I'm very anxious. Uh, I do have a couple things that I've said about the early movie. Uh, after Bayou Tapestry House, I said, Alt isn't Pusin's scent, 
Alternatively, Wadei Rodto Press. I can only assume that that has something to do with them making the letters two different colors for no reason. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. It, it says something along the lines of Walt Disney Studios Presents. Ah. If you put them both together. And then my next note is, oh, they kept doing it. Yeah. So we, we got a very fun tapestry-type deal. Uh, as previously mentioned, showing off what is essentially the Cliff Notes version of the movie. You see, like, some animals. Yeah. You see a witch. Yeah. Including the Cliff Notes version of the ending, which is a little weird. Uh, yeah, some people do have enough time to spend the whole movie, so it's like, here's the Cliff Notes. You know what happens. Uh, my other notes note. include, I do think this opening is cute, though. In all caps, yeah, bagpipes. Uh, while this movie is very very British, uh, Technicolor are. Because, like, I was going to make a Technicolor TM joke, but they do actually have a registry mark there instead of a trademark mark. They mean basically the same thing, but I wanted to be pedantically correct. Mm-hmm. That's the best kind of correct. Uh, my next note was, cannot believe that Spung Buggy Works is real. Because it is. Uh, <laughs> What's a Spunk Buggy? Uh, Spunk Buggy Works is a, is a production company that worked on this film. Oh, okay. It's in the credits. Uh, I have the screenshot like... right here. Thanks, Dr. Echo. I, I believe you. I, I, that just seems like a, like those memes where Mr. Crab just has a very corrupted version of SpongeBob. Sponge Buggy, my boy! Yeah, technical consultants Manfred Lading, Milt Larson, James McInnes, Bob Baker, and Spunk Buggy Works. I would not trust a man named Milt Larson. It okay, but like Spunk Buggy Works is placed like it's the name of a guy. <laughs> like it's it's not, but it's placed like it is. Which is very strange. Apologies yeah. to any Spunk Buggy Works out there. Yeah, apologies. Apologies to the audience. Also, apologies to people named Milt. Yeah. Eh, no, they deserve it. I I Damn. don't think you can say that. Generally, names are not given are given by you know parents unless you know. I mean, they could person. change it if they want. If they really change, want it. yeah, yeah, names they are fine. You can to change do whatever it, you want so to be. It's their fault. You can name yourself out of a uh, phenomenon of, uh, you know, solar radiation hitting the upper atmosphere. It's it's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they fucking... should have learned. Here you learned how to speak. You can their mo- their parents was like, I'm going to name yeah. you Milt. They should have immediately just said no. Damn. Apparently the way I got my birth name is that I, my parents were suggesting stuff and I kept crying until I got to the one that I was give, that have on my birth certificate. So that's wild. So maybe, mm. sorry Milt, you just didn't try hard enough, I guess. Fuck you. Alrighty. Damn, so alright. We're in fucking Britain land. Somewhere yes. in the 1940s. Uh, we're on the coast. I believe the name of the place is said at least once. And it's very twee, and I don't think it's real. Yeah. Also, the opening thing where it tells us this, this is taking place during 1940. Tries to make it sound like yes. 1940 oh. is some foreign gone era of myth and legends. <laughs> Right, it's yeah. it's very strangely done, considering that it was thirty one years ago when this movie yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like if you were a teenager in the in the 1940s when you movie when this movie came out, you were like not even middle aged yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, yeah, for like late 40s is pretty middle aged. She would have been middle aged. Yeah, almost over the hump. Uh, okay, so. Uh, I actually have a couple more things to say about the opening, if you don't mind. Okay, go ahead. Uh, suddenly, tapestry Nazis, and I think in the modern day, it would honestly be a bit trickier to out-and-out out depict Nazis, especially in what is ostensibly a children's film. Oh, like, boy. they gave them the nar- the armbands with the swastika on them and everything. They're just straight-up, yeah. like, German Third Reich Nazis. I don't think you yeah. can do that in the children's movie today. Um, yeah. Mostly because... People would immediately call the movie Roke. That's true. And also, I th- I, in my notes, I then, immediately, in I then immediately and correctly predict that this is foreshadowing a later scene. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, England, August 1940. A wartime film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, I've, I've, pulled a, I've pulled a quote that I think is, is quite good. Do uh, because ma- the man in the car says, "I'm not a Nazi. I'm a British officer." And then one of the locals that he's asked for directions says, "That's what you'd say if you wasn't that na- if you wasn't Nazi, isn't it?" Yeah, mm-hmm. comrade sign painter. Yeah. So he's you know, so he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, I got a where? Where's this town? Which was to go? He's like, can't tell you, man. Painting the signs so that the Nazis don't know where we live." They'll just have to follow the general directions. Mm-hmm. They won't know the names of the places they're invading. And it's like, yeah. True. Yeah. Oh, I know you're not a fascist. And it's like, I'm a military. No, he does, That's he not, you're not proving Nazi. my... Nazi. Nazi, yeah. Nazi. Nazi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Colonel, Colonel Man, whoever, whatever rank he is, I don't know. He he moves, he, he goes down the road in the wrong direction because yeah. the place he's going is on the left. He goes forward. I assume he's yeah. late to whatever. Uh, very picture, very picturesque matte painting town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. all of the above shots of the town are matte painting. Ah. Uh, unruly urchins, which are the main characters. Yeah, three of our five main characters in this picture are a series of, I think, orphaned urchins. Uh, or you know, it's the war, so people yeah. from London. The, the, blitz, it's the, war. the blitz is happening. Their parents are either people, dead or missing, I can only assume. They are oh. in in the plot, they are moving children away from the city to the royal countryside. Mm-hmm. So these are just children who have been displaced from their parents because they don't want the kids to I think be it, fucking certain, exploded. I think at certain points it's implied that they don't even have parents. I I perhaps. Uh this yeah. is you know but just the text of the film has said if the government was basically just in the bombing areas, they was basically like, okay, the adults can stay, but the children, they gotta go. Yeah, this this is this there was a huge evacuation. I'm sorry for stuttering so much. There was a huge mm-hmm. evacuation at around this time when they were finally starting to take the war seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will I will circle around back to this later when I talk more about the invasion of the Channel Islands. But yeah, they're in the museum, and it's like, oh, yep. Uh, a lady's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I'll take some. I'll take these children to my home," and then unfortunately, leaving the three little kids who did not get picked for kickball. Yeah, uh, I have I have written down a whole bunch of old men go marching. 
This is uh, true. Which, which leads us into our first song, The Old Home Guard. It's a, it's a catchy song. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the practical upshot of this is there's a bunch of like World War One and whatever the previous war for Britain was before that veterans mm-hmm. like yeah. who have the home front defenders and I, I just watched it and like oh you guys are like oh no I'm yeah, I think this is basically just... yeah they're like old old they're old they're yeah like I think this is basically great, just like... a case of like everyone all of the fighting capable men signing up for the war and being like, well, you can't send old men to the front lines. Just let them sit at home and be like the home guard. Yeah. The old home guard. That's the, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the first song. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, our fourth main character appears on a motorcycle with a, with yellow exhaust smoke. Yes. Uh, Angela Lansbury plays, uh, the character Eglantine? Miss Eglantine Price. It's certainly a name. It's it's not it, that bad. It's just intensely British. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, this is true. So, and uh, they claim that it's not sulfur, but in my, like, the smoke is not sulfur. Uh, in my intensive 10 second research, the only way you get yellow smoke is through sulfurous. Stuff and it's generally assigned your uh your smoke your smoke device such as a cooker or one is very bad. It's the sulfur is leaching out. Uh, I I I truly and deeply want to know what makes what makes her her car smoke her motorcycle smoke yellow. Is that a magic spell? Did is there just a magic spell like infinite infinitus gasolinus? I mean, I the effect probably wasn't done with. Uh, sulfur. There are plenty of ways to get colored to get like colored smoke. Absolutely, I'm I'm entirely concerned in the in universe why they do that. We get no no true explanation aside from hoo hoo. She's a witch. Yeah, in universe, it's not witch. actually entirely clear. It's not sulfur. Yes. Apparently. Uh, she <laughs> she receives a sus- a suspiciously long package, and mm. then gets drafted to take care of these children. Yeah. And it's also no, mentioned that yeah, she's taking she... a course she's taking a correspondence course from a mysterious professor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was mailed to her before the broom well, the current package was a cat. Oh she got mailed the cat? I I was wondering yeah. where the cat came it, from. I only called it on the second hit watching, but yeah. If a lady, yeah. if a male yeah, unfortunately, I did that. not have time to watch it more than once. Um, yeah, uh, which is he, why I took like, just, so many notes. He just grabbed a random cat off the street, huh? That explains so much. Uh-huh. He just grabbed a cat. And uh, like, my you notes, you're familiar. Uh, my notes say, yeah, my notes say this would never happen in the U.S. because we have a third amendment. The and third I'm amendment pretty only- sure what I was talking about is. They pull out like a government order for her to, for her to quarter these children in her house, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Third Amendment, which is the least challenged and generally most irrelevant amendment of the Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. is uh, you can't be made to quarter soldiers in your home uh, in peacetime and also not in wartime without an act of Congress. Yeah. It Soldiers aren't children, but I am but I am counting them like they are because shut up. 
<laughs> it couldn't happen in, in the United States. Uh, yeah, it couldn't, couldn't Germans, happen in the United States. The Germans didn't have a land invasion in the United States, as far as we know. Uh, I don't think the United States has been land invaded since it declared its sovereignty. As far as we know. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the, the reason. Also, I don't know who you'd get instead of like Angela Lansbury if it were America. Yeah. True. Uh, I say a strange man appears, and then with a full stop, which is a bit odd because I never use full stops, oh, he's a priest. A priest. Yeah. Or did I say priest? Oh, yeah. A Prius. I think, I think, like before that, there's that scene where the military officer talks to the old guard. That seems possible. Yeah, that is a thing I recall happening. He says, Yeah, that's where the motorcycle happens. That's right. Yeah. I I, I don't think it's super freaking relevant. It's not really that important. It's mostly just, mostly experience. Who the the hell is that? It's like, oh, yeah. It's just like a, you know, you know, they talk and then they're like, who the fuck is the lady on the motorcycle? What's up with that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, she's the weirdo. She gets packages from a guy. And yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, she, she picks up a package, the, the, the aforementioned very long slender package. Yeah. And then she gets roped to the children. The priest, I don't remember what the priest says something to her about like, I don't know, going to church or something. I don't remember. But it's very like yeah. She, he wants the children to go to church for their wow. you know education <laughs> edification. So. Yeah, it's so like like no, thank you. Going to the Church of England. The the Church of Ang- yeah, yeah. would it have been the Anglican Church at this time? I think it may have been. Well, Perhaps. yeah, because just a reminder that England, especially at that time, wait, Anglicanism is still real, isn't it? Oh no! Oh no! I but, thought they'd stopped doing it. It's still going, isn't it? Nope. That's why North and South Ireland almost immediately yeah. got back at, at each other's throats when in Ang- the UK was about to leave the EU. Right. Yeah, because they have different like official religions: Irish Catholicism mm-hmm. and Anglicanism. Mm-hmm. But yes, our main character goes. I'm sorry. I'm a Catholic. And goes to fly a broom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The three little Wait. children. Uh, uh, one of I, them I, is two boy, one girl. They have mm-hmm. names, I guess. One of them is uh, a very Charlie. Uh, the old, the eldest is Charlie. The youngest is Paul. And the middle is I don't remember. I. She's she exists. Yeah. She's but also the only one who calls out Charlie on his bullshit, but. Which because... he does frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the reasons I don't like the beginning of this movie as much as the rest of it is because Charlie is just like that so often. Mm-hmm. He's a dick. Uh, anyway, I, I think they say something disparaging about the house because my mm-hmm. next note was, I think it's a nice house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but... they commented how it's so big, big and it's like... Yeah, well, yeah, well according to my loaded. notes, unnecessarily unnecessary ominous music is playing. <laughs> oh jeez. You hate to see the ominous you don't see the ominous music generally. Mm-hmm. Unless you got like uh, uh, one of those cool visualizers from Windows XP. And we also yeah. get I think at some point during the house introduction, we meet the best character who is a animatronic, most likely. 
what is the cat's name? It's something fucking ridiculous. Like Cosmo Cre- Creature. Cosmos Creepit. Creepit. Creepin Cosmos. That's my cousin. <laughs> Creepin Cosmos. For the, for the listeners who do not know, I also go by the name Casey Cosmos. That is the this is the joke. Thank you. Yes. The context of my fucking life. Uh but they they do like a there's like a bit where they're like, Oi, oi, what you got for food, ma'am? And it's like like you got any and then he lists an incomprehensible list of like that's not a real food. You're making that up. No, and those are all real food. British foods. I, I am aware they are real. Yeah. I choose to believe they are fake. In my own, they're not American, so they're fake. Yeah. The only real thing is like he says, like fried fish, and it's like that's the thing. It's like oh, no fried foods. Yeah, I'm not really? our British. I'm not our British person correspondent. That is not my job. I like British media. I might be the person here who knows the most about like the vaguely contemporary UK. I, I would believe that. They, they, That's uh, why you, you are a British correspondent. No, I'm not. But yeah. Angela Lansbury character eats only healthy foods, and Charlie's fucking pissed about it. Charlie is fucking pissed about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they go up. I, I wrote down scaly black cat because yeah, they are like scared of the cat at some point, and the cat's more yeah. scared of them. Than if you're for, yeah, yeah, the cat is very like when you see it, the cat being like normal. It's got like some like very roughed up sort of like all the fur is kind of like matted or like mm-hmm. out and about. And I just kept thinking of uh, I, I've been reading Discworld recently, and I was like, "That's a fucking Grebo. That's Grebo to me, but with his <laughs> eyes." Who is just like a horrible, horrible monster cat? Who is damn? He's he's great. One uh, eye. He's I'm the meanest of the opinion that he killed a vampire. Is... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can you repeat that? No, no. Uh, he's a horrible monster cat. He he killed a vampire. You know. Mm-hmm. And you see, a vampire was trying to get into someone. Uh, a window smacked him when he was in bat form, and he landed on the ground in bat form. And the cat was around when he was in bat form. And the next day, the villagers rejoiced because the vampire lord had been murdered. Mysterious in the night. It's a good, I see. Greed, greed fucking this world. It's good shit. Yeah, I've heard. Probably is. But yeah, yeah. it's not been addressed, but. Am I the only one who thinks that the cat is actually magical in some way or form? Yeah, like all he's this man is. Wow, what I think has actually happened is that like Mister, what's his doctor, whatever was like. I'll just grab a random cat, sure, and then like it's actually a familiar, like mm-hmm. through sheer willpower. And I was like, oh, this cat's magic now. This cat, he he knows what's going on. Yeah. A very good part of it. Uh, the cat, we'll get to later. I love, it was a very cat bit. Anyway. My uh, next note is about how she tells them that they have to wash in order to get fed, which is a, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit much, but also it's not asking very much. So mm-hmm. I, I And then recently their response that, is to call oh. this a house of horror. You literally yeah. just have to wash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, My I next that, note is: Are British people real? I don't know. I learned very. Re- I was just watching a video recently, like as as long ago as like the seventies. You like people generally like washed up like one day a week on Saturday so that they were clean for church, like that. Like that's huh? 
that's weird that mm-hmm. just like showering every day is a semi-recent poultry concept. I mean, to be fair, okay. it, during the 70s, it was probably like, what, 60 degrees during summer? Yeah. So they probably started. didn't sweat that much. Also, during the war, in, I don't know, rationing? I don't know. Yeah. I live in Texas. I want to die for many reasons. Uh, we're mm-hmm. taking, fuck you, Greg Abbott. Uh, yeah, anyway. The, yeah, he's a fucking bastard, man. He's, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, is there anything between when they're like, okay, y'all go to bed, I'm gonna go to my, uh, studies or whatever? Is there anything between yeah, I'm that most, and what you say? I mostly just get increasingly excited about her doing witch things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think the only thing noticeable is, like, there's the start of the rich stuff where she's like, like gets out the paper to read the spell and holds up the broom, but the broom like flies out of her hand and she replies, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of like slapstick stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's an apprentice witch. And then out. the kids are working out and it's like, all right, back to London, which. Considering that London yeah, is actively being yeah, it's bumped. very far away and also being blitzed. Yeah. yeah. I can know. understand the kids yeah. not wanting you to stay with her, but I don't believe them wanting to go to London. Okay, we are we are kind of doing this scene a bad. So what actually yeah. happens in plot order is she goes down to her study, she unwraps the suspiciously shaped package, which is a witch's broomstick. She does the spell uh, after after she has some issues with sitting on it properly and actually managing to control it. She makes a comment about uh, she, like she, having she, to sit properly. She does like eventually make it work and goes out the window. My notes say, "Houston, we have liftoff." Mm-hmm. She flies. The cat is unimpressed. And- There's a slapstick bit where she like starts falling and then picks and then recovers again, and then. While this is happening, the children are escaping out of the window. Yeah, and they see the woman flying on a broomstick yeah, in the middle and, of the and sky. They see, and they see her, and they realize, oh, she's a witch. And then Charlie, who is the ringleader of the whole thing, because Paul is literally a, is a, such a small boy, and what's-her-face? I think her name is Doesn't Carrie or something? What What's-her-face can't stand up to Charlie. Charlie's yeah, a Charlie gets... Charlie gets big comic dollar signs in his eyes and like, wait a minute, we can exploit this. Yeah, and then like, we're staying. Like, they go back inside. Uh, Egl- uh, Miss Price crashes the broomstick in a slapstick sort of a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly which part of these scenes this is talking about, but I and I don't remember exactly which character it is, but I wrote. The Annunciation reminds me of an old children's book audiobook I heard once, and I, I've remembered that's re- what that's referring to, and it's the Gruffalo in Genege on YouTube, and I forgot who did it. Okay. As it turns out, foreign language uh, children's book audiobooks are pretty neat. Yeah. So the next morning, I think. Uh, the, yeah, the next the, morning. They're like. Hey. They're all hanging around. Charlie does some increasingly unsubtle hints and then starts extorting her to like 
for him to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, like at I mean, first, it's, real... like, it's like concessions in terms of their living situ- situation, like the the food they want and not having to bathe, and mm-hmm. quickly and if and at some point he he switches over to trying to extort her for literally just money, cold hard cash. Yeah, yeah, and and she literally like, uh, have you ever heard of a rich witch? And you know, it's like. Can't you just make, I can't make money just appear out of the air. It's ridiculous. It's against the rules. But yeah, my next line, my my next note is you shouldn't have said that, and then the one immediately after that is Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> no, it's a Reddit with an A. Reddit. Reddit. Because she oh, turns him into a Reddit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, bum, bum. Hey, bad idea. Do not extort a person who has fucking magical powers. Yeah, she That's tr- a stupid she tries fucking to turn idea. him into a frog, and instead she turns him into Reddit. Bunui. Bunui. And Creepin Cosmos goes into hunter mode and tries to kill yeah, Charlie. Creepin, yeah, Creepin Cosmos, yeah. the dog. The cat, not the dog. What, why does it dog? Three uh, letter words. Letter animals. Thankfully, she's an apprentice witch, so her spells do not last very long. So right before, yeah, Mister Cosmos oh. kills him, he turns to a normal ma- guy. Uh, I did make a comment, which is looks like the same Reddit who doubled for the Beast of Carbonog in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but I don't think I it think is considering how I, far I, apart I, these movies came out. I think there's just a lot of rabbits that look like that. I mean, it's complete. It's completely white and has red eyes. I wouldn't be surprised if they're related. That is a very somehow. common. That is a very common look for rabbits. I will tell you that. Oh, I had a rabbit once that was just kind of gray and had normal eyes. Yeah, yeah it's you know different breeds. My That's my fair. grandfather was a rabbit breeder. So is that true? Yes, very true. Huh. Neat. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like okay, so. You almost killed me. That's that was fucked up of you, Mr. Angela Lansbury. Uh, maybe we you can. You should turn uh, me into a toad. Then I wouldn't have been killed, threatened by a cat. Even though that probably would have made it confirmed death. Yeah, my next line is learning to be a witch to fight the Nazis is based. She doesn't mm-hmm. say that this is what she's doing, but she heavily implies it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, all she says is that she wants to become a witch to in for war, which would imply he. Using magic to punch Nazis in the face. Yeah, which would imply using magic to win the war, which implies punching Nazis. Mm-hmm. Okay, pitch. Can I can I show you a pitch to better knobs and broomsticks too? Angela Lansbury uses the the, and I guess she has to bring the kids along because, uh, or she can just make her own. She goes to to Hitler's bunker and turns Hitler into a rabbit. What thoughts? You fucking. Mm. And then has would the cat you eat. Co- would you cook and eat Hitler? If you were a rabbit, perhaps. I'm a vegetarian, so I wouldn't. That's fair. I would at least punt him. <laughs> I, I would. I would. But, I would kick him like football. <laughs> You're out of there. And if he turns back into a human while I'm kicking him around, I'll just turn back into a rabbit again. Rabbit. Yeah. There was a bit with the rabbit transformation, like near the end of yeah. the movie, where I was like, "Huh." I wonder what's gonna happen when that guy changes back. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. There's like a one. There's like one, one fit. We're like, huh? Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, think I know what you so mean. I think she basically yeah. is like, okay. So here's what I'll do. I'm not gonna give you money, but like, 
How about this? Yeah, Return give you of the spell. Child Extortionist. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll give you a spell. And like, boy, your spells aren't wait on it worth shit. And I'm like, okay. fuck you. Uh, I, I, I swear someone mentioned something about protection. Because I have written down protection money and then protection bed knob even. Yeah. I think it's a spell to protect you. Them, I don't recall. It's the travel it, spell. It's the travel spell. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, that is what happens. I do not know the, yeah, re- know. the particular yeah. reason. I don't know exactly what the wording was. Anyway, my next line is, Paul carries various small objects around for no clear yeah. reason. Uh, the reason why it was a traveling spell is because it was the first thing that she got. So I think it's implied oh, okay. that she yeah, okay. and, and it like came free. It came free with right, yeah. wood purchase. And it came free with, with like... Pre- <laughs> it, the, it was a pre-order bonus. It's the tiger poster of Magic Spell. No, 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 it was a pre-order bonus. God. <laughs> better than, better than like, a, a shitty duffel bag that's not even duffel bag. That's, that's made of plastic. Right? Or the eggs from Marvel vs. Cats on Infinite. Truly. But uh, yeah. Paul just empties it. He's like, uh, you need, so for this spell, you need uh, something to turn. And then it's like, you need uh, he empties out his fucking pocket. So he's got like a bit nonsense. of, he's got like a, some glass, a bit of a twine. Bit of string. Yeah, a bit of twine. Which, which shows up later in the movie, I think. Chekhov's twine. And I like that. Like, not importantly, but I think it does. I, I haven't written it down, though. And uh, the bed knob that he stole? He twisted off. He twisted yeah. off because, like, and you know, he removed fidget from toys. the bed upstairs because he's fidgeting. <laughs> uh, and I've got a bombshell. I've got a bombshell of a line written in my notes. Are you ready for it? I'm mm-hmm. ready. Uh, my mom and dad used to have a bed with bed knobs before they divorced. Oh mm. my god! Fuck! Oh. Did one take one bo- bed knob? And I the, think my the, mom the, got the bed. Mom took ah. the bed knobs in the divorce. God. Uh, it is his bed knob. Mm. Right, yes. Because what, what happens is he's the only one who can use the spell because it's his bed knob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his, and he was given the magic bed knob, so only he could do it. You got to do some twist it a couple times, tell it where you need yeah. to go, but only he could yeah, do it. Yeah, twist is... it and tell it where you need to go, and he's the only one who can do it. But mm-hmm. which leads to shenanigans because he is a child. because she receives an inconvenient letter, which is yeah. about oh no, the correspondence course she's been learning witchcraft to is ending. Yeah. Like, I sorry, believe the justification they use is the war that is on. Mm-hmm. Probably a good idea. That's a you know yeah. pretty decent excuse. Yeah, the Nazis. Like, just, I, I might be exploded. Yeah, she was just <laughs> she used one spell away from graduation. Yeah, ninety percent of expert wishes are are one spell away from from becoming a, a an expert. Yeah, my next line, my next note is she's being actually quite nice to them because. She is like she's mm-hmm. she's being a bit insistent, but she is very nicely asking uh, Paul to help her get back to London so that she can track down the guy Mr. who's doing Brown. the correspondence course, which is yeah, prof- uh, Professor Emilius Brown. Professor Doctor Doc Brown is a different guy. That's a different movie about time. Professor Emilius object. Brown, who 
And then, of course, as usual, Wow Charlie is a dick. I don't even remember what he did. He, he um, did something annoying. No, he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't. He's like, I'm not going. I'm not going on his bed. What What the hell's wrong with you? It was stupid. Yeah, no, so fancy bed, though. Yeah. No, it's even stranger because he's merely like, a bed that can take you to other places? That's Bullshit. Magic doesn't exist. It's not like I saw a woman fly. Not very well. It's not like it, I got turned into a rabbit half an hour ago. Yeah, and Transmog- the girl immediately called him out on it. Yeah. How old is he, like, 14? 13? Um, like he is 11 running 10. on 12. Oh, he's 11 running on 12. Right, I remember that. Uh, uh, Miss Price identifies this as the age of not believing. Mm-hmm. And then they do yeah. the song, Age of Not Believing. Mm-hmm. And I will say, even though we don't remember her name, I do actually like the girl when she's allowed to speak. Oh, her name's Carrie. I've looked it up. Ah. She, when yeah. she can talk, she is good. She's mm-hmm. the one who talks the least of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is good. Mostly because she's good also calling like... everyone, out, everyone else out on their bullshit. She doesn't have like, a good bit like extorting witches or being a child who has a, a picture book and some twine. Yeah. And some now, he doesn't have the picture book yet. Yeah, he gets the picture book later. He gets it later. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. You didn't hear that. He doesn't get a picture book. I- I'm lying to you. There- there's no picture book. Don't worry about it. Uh, I-, I was wondering if book- the age of not believing as a concept has been uh, afflicted by, you know, the ravages of time, the march of time. Because, like, yeah. what would the age of not believing be nowadays? Would it be older or younger? I feel like it's probably the same same sort of age. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, yeah. that's, that's like... 11 going on early, 12, te- early tweens 20. is like... You, know, you become disaffected the with the world around you. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, in some Christian beliefs, it's like, until you reach the age of 12, you if you die before turning 12, 11 or 12, you automatically go to heaven because if you were you're baptized. too young to understand what good and evil is. If you but were baptized, you, hit that age, you, go to, you go to heaven. That is actually age. training wheels are off, buddy. You're going. Yeah, yeah it's only you're going to hell, some buddy. churches that believe you only get to heaven when you get baptized. Credit mm. at mm. a young age. Let's not talk about religion. Uh, well, okay, know. yeah, I don't know. that's Let's fair. Let's talk about religion Let's right now. This is a funny witch movie. Uh, funny witch movie. Eventually, uh, does the cat uh, scare him onto the bed? Mm-hmm. The cat scares Charlie on the bed, and. Uh, they go yeah, to London, go this dingy back alley. Uh, my next note is, in all caps, psychedelics time. Because, wow, are the bad tra- travel effects real weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the several virgins okay. are in London now. London town. They, they, they note on how they can tell they're in London because of the way that the smog smells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just like London. Uh, and they all got... The, uh, she goes off looking for Professor Emilius Brown since they told the, the the bed to take them to him, and she can she doesn't see him anywhere. And the children go looking for him. They see his name on a fancy suitcase, uh, and it turns out that he's a street performer. Yeah, he's a street performer. He does close up magic. Mm-hmm. The worst kind of first. He pull, he pulls a dove out of a hat or something. 
Yeah. He's got all uh, sorts of I'm a big fan of this. For you to watch. Yeah. I like this. Like, yeah, he's a huckster. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a scammer. But I like this guy. He does parlor tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? He puts the, on a show. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of bums as, us as up. A, a, one of them, one of the tricks, but hey. As a show woman myself, I am standing here podcasting to you right now. I am always a fan of parlor tricks. I can't not. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Isn't there a bit like, he's like, oh, we're gonna, he does something, but he breaks some glass. Yeah. And then everyone Yeah, he tries to drive a nail through a pane of glass without breaking it, and it obviously goes wrong, and the entire crowd disperses. And he's like, ah, I fucked it. Ah, fucked it, lads. You have a bit yeah. that I referenced in my intro joke. Um, yeah. Glass breaking sound effect dot wave. That's mm-hmm. I do actually have a sound effect that I clipped out. I don't know if our editor, Steven, is going to be able to insert that, but I will, I will bring up what the sound effect is later. It is very mm-hmm. silly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he, Eglantine catches up to the chi- children and meets. He tries to doesn't he try and, to sell him like two different? Yeah, like, he tries oh, to sell him a little, bird call, and then he and sells, he can't like, get it to work. Or no, I think I think the bit is where he he sells him a bird call for, and then he's like it's uh, this mate rare bird call, and then he tries to sell the exact same call but to a different bird. So it's like they're this the exact same sound. So he's mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I didn't it's catch that, but that would be very funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she, she is disillusioned by meeting this guy who is not even remotely what she thought he would be. Yeah. He'd be. Yeah. And my note is, I thought you'd be taller. Yeah. You looked more wizardy in your yeah. profile picture. Yeah. Uh, General Skywalker, they finally they, meet. She's she. Uh, they get into some sort of an altercation that ends in them like grabbing onto his coat and like tackling him, and mm-hmm. uh, she turns him into a rap and she turns him into a bunny. My note mm-hmm. says man assaulted by several children and turned into Reddit. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? What just happened? Wait, that bullshit I sold you worked? What the fuck? And then he sees yeah. dollar signs. And he is so fucking happy about this. I wrote down this man is having a religious experience. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's so glad that he, that he, managed, he is I'm shocked normal. that the spells actually work. He, told you that he, he created the spells. He created the course from an old book he found and changed the incantations up slightly as a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I this is never explicitly stated, but I'm pretty sure that's why the Reddit spell is a Reddit spell instead of a frog spell because it's supposed to be a frog spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, is it now or later? Where he's like, "Would you like to go to my townhouse?" Which is just a man yeah. squatting in. Yeah, they do go to the townhouse. Uh, I my next note is psychedelics time two now with con man hat action. Because he like fiddles mm-hmm. with his hat during the yeah, like, time. fly off or something like that. And, yeah. uh, my next line is surprising Candor, which he's like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I found this house. No one's living here. Yeah, uh, here's yeah, it's it's mine now. I think squatter's right. Uh, that. My my uh my next note is Mister Brown Heart UXO. 
Because the reason no one else is in this neighborhood is, is because there is, in fact, an unexploded bomb on the front lawn of this house. Yeah, he basically goes up and it's like, hey, this is Boomin, my best friend. Don't touch him, he'll explode. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I'm... I was very lucky to have this. I, I am very lucky. I am very like lucky to this bomb because it's given me a chance to like live good for once in my life. So the, the mm. narrative, the the ultimate version of the shooting, firing into the firing shots in the, in the middle of the night to bring down property values. You know, <laughs> this is leaving some landmines on there. You know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. the, some. Sco- fucking Scooby Doo shit. Like, if I set up a nuclear bomb, then no one will be able to stop my diamond mining operation under this yeah. fucking hotel. Bond villain ass shit. Anyway, my next mm-hmm. line is a cab because they do specifically mention that he's keeping the curtains drawn so that the bobbies can't see him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I prefer it better in the dark. I think you prefer it so that the cops can't see you. It's like, yeah. shut up, kid. Yeah, the children explore a spooky abandoned house. Uh, here's a note. Here's a note that I pull up. Have they turned all the gas lights off for the war effort? Because like this is a fancy it's, house. It's also not that old. It's like, also not that dark. It should probably. It, it, yeah. It. It. The, the oh. set isn't dark. It isn't quite dark mm-hmm. enough to sell it. But like, did they turn all the gas lights off for the war effort, I don't know. or for some other reason? Who knows? Because maybe, this should be. Don't... This should be gaslit. Gaslit yeah. gate kept girl bossed. Yeah, he's all those things. Maybe, probably not. He's, he, okay, he's, he is. He's a guy, girl, boss. Uh, hold on. One of the okay, she's girl boss. He's either gaslight or gate. He's gaslight. I think Charlie is gatekeep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In the same way, like a a toll bridge is gatekeeping. Yeah, he he he'd tell you he got a. Shaking people down for money in order to have access to something is mm-hmm. also a form of gatekeeping. And yeah. Paul's just going, idiot, this is real. Shows up yeah. saying that he just found. Yeah, he, fi- he, fa- he finds, a, he finds a, a picture book that turns out to be important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my next note is Hell Yeah Showbiz song because... Uh, Emilius has a brilliant idea, which is to hire Eglantine as his assistant that can do real magic to make the mm-hmm. shows real good. And mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta say, I really, really like this. Like, yeah, uh, I have, I have several notes here to, to say. Uh, this is what the modern day has lost. Today's scammers and con men no longer care about putting on a great show. They they just want yeah. to steal people's money. They don't care about the showmanship of it all, and that's mm-hmm. so sad. Uh, yeah, this inspired by a tr- by a Trash Future podcast bit about how at least the old mobbed up film producers cared about making a great picture. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like no- the Mega Man. Yeah, my citation. Mega Mind. Yeah, my citation is: "This is from the Hollyweird Rise Up featuring Nick Adams episode of Trash Future, which is pretty good." Like, I know I shouldn't be recommending other podcasts in the middle of our podcast, but if you're going to listen to another one, listen to Trash Future. Yeah, but it's the mm-hmm. it's the mega, mega mind thing of like, oh, you're a villain, but you're no super. We're not super. It's all about presentation. Yeah, presentation. Yeah, exactly. 
your scat, you know. Yeah. Now it's just your yeah. your old your a person you barely knew from high school trying to sell you Amway yeah. or essential oils. Yeah. Until this point, we in the film they're just calling her Miss Price. This is where her first name, her first name Eglantine, is revealed. Mm-hmm. And my next note is, wow, he's really good at rhyming on the spot because he does manage to work it into the song. Uh, yeah, and it should be mentioned that during in this part, the reason why they go to this madhouse is because he said that he has his magic book there. And yeah, in the she library. just wants she just wants the magic book. He's like inviting her to dinner and like do, doing bits at her. Mm-hmm. Please just give me the fucking uh, spell book. Yeah, my ne- my next my next note actually is is he mansplaining showbiz? Uh, and then she turns, and then she threatens to turn him into a reddit if he doesn't stop, and he doesn't stop, and she turns him into a reddit. And she tells him that she's going to keep doing it until he shows her where the book is. Yeah, she, she is. She has got. She is given the book uh, around. I have a note here. I'm not entirely sure when this comes up, but uh, the Isle of Nabumbu comes up. I don't know if it's brought up in the show. Uh, yes, yeah. like. It's brought up. Paul has at this I mean, point gotten hold of a children's book, which is called the Island of Nabubu. Nabubu. Yeah, I think I believe uh, they they look through the the spell book and they mention that like oh, the final spell is basic was uh, you know there's something there's a final spell it's in the other half of the book and they mentioned that. Oh, Astaroth, I have several like, notes before we get there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. One of them mentioned what Astaroth's whole deal is that. When they go to the other guy, no one mentioned Astaroth's whole deal. Okay. Yeah, that's way later. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, anyway, Isle of Nabumbu is yet another thing. Is yet another thing here that reminds me of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. You all know what Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is, right? I'm not insane. Vaguely, I know of the movie. I have not. I watched like 30 yeah. minutes of it in elementary school. It's a movie that I believe is and... a movie musical that is very loosely. Uh, based on a book written by Ian Fleming. You could tell me anything. Great. Yeah. We should have been like Paul and Gaslight. Yeah, uh, it's based on a book by Ian Fleming, and the screenplay is co- co-written by Roald Dahl, and it is produced by Albert Broccoli, who, yes, he has a silly name, but he, silly name, but he also produced all of the James Bond films. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also had yeah. Dick Van Dyke in it. Chitty Bang Bang goes hard. A, a bang that car sure can fly? That's that is that what happens in Chitty Bang Bang. Wow, so cool. That's uh, what I've seen. Yeah, the again, only reason 30 minutes of it during a music class in elementary school. The only reason been... I even remember that exists is because in high school, I saw a high school theater production of it. It was actually really good. Uh, hats off to uh, the to the cast and crew of high school theater Chitty Bang Bang at Name Redacted High School. Wow. I love the Name Redacted mascot redacted. I am not fucking telling you where I went to high school. I That is valid. I might tell my co-hosts off air. You could not pay me to say it on air. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, this reminds me of the the music story. Briefly, uh, one time my music teacher in elementary school Put on Phantom of the Opera for some reason. I was very uh, upset that there was no ghost. I was really fucked. I was like, Yeah, it's really fucked up that there's no off. ghost in Phantom of the Opera. 
Yeah. But uh, in the anyway, sequel, he does shout out for five years. Yeah. When, okay, so when he turns back, he says something. A lo- he says some line, and it includes the quote, I wouldn't particularly mind being changed into a hawk or a tiger. And my note is, hell yeah, furries rise up. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, if only yeah. I was an anthropomorphic If you're tiger. going to draw... If you're going to draw Dr. Professor Brown's persona, make it one of those things, please. And or both you. at the same time. Oh hell yeah, Tiger! I think hawk. I think other animals are mentioned a, later. Imagine a imagine a tiger griffin. That sounds rad. Imagine yeah. imagine a tiger poster. <laughs> I don't think I ever got the tiger poster, but my oh, yeah. My, my next note is oh no, the spell is missing because like as Aurora said earlier, uh, the the back like third of the book is just completely missing. It apparently came like apart the- while he was haggling over it in the marketplace. Yeah. It may be the back third, or maybe the back like couple pages. It's a little hard like to tell. Two pages, <laughs> yeah, probably. Is the guy because we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, we'll get to the, it. The, the the guy on the other end of the book got a really shitty deal. True. <laughs> I mean, he kind of deserves it, but that's for yeah, later. No, he's a bad person. Uh, my next but... note is in all caps: Hell yeah, street markets. Street Market, Portobello Road. Yeah, Portobello Road. The, the the song they do is Portobello Road. I was fully convinced that was a fake place. It's not. It's real. Okay. Portobello Road is a real road in Notting Hill in the royal borough of Kensington and Kensington and Chelsea in West London. I've just read that off Wikipedia. Uh, it is. It has a real street market that continues to exist to this day. Wow! And can I buy? I can buy all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, there a is a it's there about... is a there is an unsubstantiated claim on Wikipedia that it is the largest antiques market in the UK. <laughs> Makes sense. We'll still have to change that. But yeah, uh, this is a song. It's a uh, the start of it at least is like a bunch of you know people trying to sell you things that are probably not true, and it's like it's fun shenanigans occur. Uh, Charlie, yeah. or is it Charlie or Paul who almost uh, gets fucking slapped by that okay. guy? That's fucked up. I have a lot of I have a lot of words about this, but uh, two. Please okay, I, I forget exactly. Okay, one of them tries to sell sell them. Some, one of the street guys tries to sell them something, and Brown replies with a line including oh, yeah. the phrase two bob a dozen." And my response to this is, "Oh no, this is pre-decimalized." Uh, yeah, no, he's trying to sell him the, it's like the beard clippers of like Napoleon or like that, but it says made in China. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, and then there's another bit later about paintings, and he's like, they painted them a week, painted a week ago on the banks of the Thames. Yeah, and the the painter is really angry. Okay, and almost I do. I, I do have a short bit about uh, see the good no- the good omens footnote about the predecimalized British currency. Because yeah, two bob a dozen. They apparently haven't decimalized yet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next line is British street markets are so very interesting to me. The street market I was actually thinking of and researching while writing the up these notes was Spitalfields, which is a bit outside of London. Also, in this part, I sure hope you like dancing because they yeah. start dancing oh. and oh, I have I have even, even pass after the song. I have a whole bunch of notes before we get there. I'm sorry okay. for. 
keep on preempting you with I'm not do I'm not done yet. Uh, my next line is, of course, prostitute jump scare. Mm-hmm. Uh, several flamboyantly dressed women, who I'm pretty sure are supposed to be prostitutes, uh, show up, and I, th- you know, sh- the children are getting up to mischief. They're all about just like I- at one point, one of them jumps. On- Charlie jumps on the bed and snaps it in half, and just puts his hands in his pockets and whistles, and whistles unsuspiciously. Uh, a mysterious man in a hat appears. He will become important later. He's wearing like all black, and the hat's black too. Uh, my next two notes are: he didn't get into showbiz with no no skills, and in addition to be being able to put on a good show, he's also apparently quite a good musician. Because like uh, Brown starts up like ex- even more songs. Because he, he, there's a guy, there's a guy at a piano who is apparently not very good at piano, and he like gently put, pushes him off and starts playing a good little ditty on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, Grandpa, you can't sell a, a piano like that. Here, let me do it. Yeah, that's the line. And my my notes are a little scattershot from here, but that it's it. But okay, what happens is. Uh, Okay, so there are some soldiers, and they are dancing. Like, I think they're wearing naval uniforms. My next note is, uh, hell yeah, women in uniform. Yeah, a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of soldiers dance very flamboyantly. They they do big sweeping moves. Uh, I, actually, I think the men more so than the women. The women mostly just march, fancily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my next line is suddenly Sikhs appear. They sure do. They sure do. There's there's a bunch of there is a bunch of guys in turbans. Uh, I believe they also have the sword on their belts. They just kind of show up and do a funky little and do a funky little dance. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my I wrote down is this bit racist? And my Probably. next note was I think it's less so considering that a bunch of English soldiers just went by doing their variant on this. And then my next note is, oh, now oh, now we're having the Scotsman do it. Okay, I get the idea of this. Because then a bunch of Scottish men in kilts show up and bagpipes start playing. And they do Scottish dances. Uh, my next note is, wow, this is a long dance interlude. Because it really does just keep going. Yeah. Uh, then they do stately ballroom dancing. Uh, then they do. Then they do a nice like Caribbean tune. I believe mm-hmm. the only direct indication of uh, where any of these people are from is uh, one of the. I, sw- I one of them is apparently from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. Like there's that the word is written on something in the scene. I forget exactly what. Uh, and then that mm-hmm. goes on for a little while. It's pretty good. There's some good drums. Uh, and mm-hmm. then it transitions into what is either a generic fast ballroom dance or specifically an Irish dance. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, it's important to know that at this point, for music is not diegetic. It's only for the viewers. Yeah. Like, at some point, they've just given up on the diegetic music. And then we have jazz trumpet, which I, I wrote in all caps, jazz trumpet. And unfortunately, jazz trumpet is the final segment of the <laughs> dance interlude because then a Bobby comes through and blows his whistle and and says closing time, and I and I wrote down in my notes closing time dot dot dot, and all of the all of the like street performers and salesmen pack up their carts. 
Uh, while this has been going on, and a bit before it, uh, Miss Eglin, Miss Price has been going around looking for the rest of the book and having approximately zero luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they sing Portobello Road reprise as everything gets packed up, uh, and then they run into the mysterious Hat Man from earlier, hawking obviously stolen and/or fake watches, because that's exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. He like opens his coat and he's like, "Hey, do you want to buy a watch?" They fell off the back of a lorry. No joke, he does literally yeah. say that. Yeah, that he is says, a lie. It's like, but yeah, buy a watch. Brown basically turns him down, and then the Hattie pulls out a knife. And we consider, ah, how about this instead? How can I? How much for your life? I don't know. Yeah, Smash cut to... he, he pulls. He, yeah, he he just. I I was not expecting him to pull a knife. I wrote that down in my notes. Was not expecting him to pull a knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. He's, Smash he's, cut he's, to he's like. Percy says that the bookman didn't want to speak with Brown. Yeah. And then we smash cut to an old man at a desk. Yeah. And then the a bed falls with, down like, the stairs. hair and glasses. And then the bed, they push the bed down, they shove the bed down the stairs. And I think it's Charlie, he just goes like, sorry, no one told us about the stairs. Yep, he does say that. Mm-hmm. Bookman is a very interesting man. Yeah, because he... His opening lines is like looking to the hat and hat guy going like, well, why don't you just bring all of Scotland Yard with you? Close the freaking door. Mm-hmm. My super cool hideout. Don't let the cops see it. It's super cool. I have a book. Would you like mm-hmm. the other half of this book? Let's combine it so we can get the super cool treasure. I could have just had my guy tell you that I have the other half and you... Who have come by yourselves, but I figured at knife point ensured it. Yeah, you know, in these sort of business, you can't, you know, you can't take risk. Got to be a hundred percent sure. And at this point, they realize after swapping halves of the book, they realize that the magic words aren't actually in the book; it's on a medallion. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have a, I have a couple of short notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I flip-flop in my notes on whether you're supposed to trust him or not. Uh, they mention that he... They mentioned that the guy... Uh, Astaroth, I think his name was? Mm-hmm. The Astaroth. Wizard, uh, the Astaroth the Wizard. Uh, there, was an isle, there was an island full of... He, he created uh, animals that were more like humans. And I go, animals more like humans. Hmm. Uh, mm. Furry he-hoo. And then my next line is end necronomic exploitation meow. Yeah. So he ended up like he put a he caught a bunch of animals in caves and he was like, I'm gonna make them more human. This surely this will not end badly for me. And he 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 did it. He has a stupid, silly green medallion. Like, and the animals fi- they they fucking murdered him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the medallion seems to be important. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, yeah. They find out from the other half of the book that the words of the spell are written on the medallion, but neither yeah. of the neither of the halves of the book actually says what the medallion has on says on it. Mm-hmm. So they're they're both like, "I thought your half had it," and then Bookman's very sad. <laughs> what a what, wow, what a silly. What a and then silly. he like, uh, my next line is Charlie, shut the fuck up. I'm pretty sure he does something. Oh. He says something that he shouldn't. Well, have. Bookman talks about how the medallion and was. 
taken by the animals who now live on an island called Nabubu. But I've never been able to find it. It doesn't exist. No animals. I'm sorry. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. My ne- my next note is please do not stab the child, Bookman, because they do pull because like him and the man in black do pull a knife. But mm-hmm. but before that, it's basically like Bookman talks about a shipwreck where the only survivor talks about seeing an island of animals. But Bookman is like, well, I couldn't find it on a map, so it must not be real. And then I Paul couldn't is find like, it on all of the maps. Mm-hmm. I checked everyone. And Paul is like, it yeah. does exist. And then Charlie tried okay. to cover his mouth I for might some reason. Just, yeah, I might as well just read off the mm-hmm. Wikipedia page. Uh, the bookseller explains that Astaroth experimented with his magic on, magic on animals, giving them anthropomorphism. They later killed him, took the medallion, and fled to a remote island called Nabumbu. A, a 17th century Lasker had claimed to have traveled to Nabumbu, but the bookseller never found it. Uh, Paul confirms its existence by revealing a storybook he found in Mr. Brown's playroom. Because yep. Paul has a children's picture book that, that's about mm-hmm. Nabumbu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Bookman is like, nice. hand me that picture book, boy. And Paul's like, no. And then, the, and then he yeah. pulls the knife. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Brown is like, haha, I am a great wizard. I am going to make this bed and everyone disappear. And Bookman's like, shut the fuck up, you're not a real wizard. Mm-hmm. And, but he, he gets the last laugh, because Paul does the thing with the bed knob, and then and, uh, Bookman and his minion are like, holy shit, he did make them disappear. Mm-hmm. Damn. And then we never see them again. I think they do leave the first half of the book with them. Yeah, that's, prob- that's pretty likely. Uh, Psychedelic Journey 3, this one into the animation zone, it seems. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Cartoon World. Uh, they're, they, they go, they're underwater like now, somehow. They, mm-hmm. They're fine. They're not, like, mm-hmm. drowning. You know. They're just underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only real complaint about this is from Brown, and it's beastly climate. I never, I did never fancy the sea. I never did fancy the sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, during the 1940s, you could just rock underwater, it would be fine. Yeah, yeah. that's what big government doesn't want you to know. Is like, big well, no, it's, it's cartoon water. You can survive in cartoon water. That's Yeah, only cartoon water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It's like the, 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 the antithesis of cartoon quicksand. Mm-hmm. Where it's certain death. You can just be fine in cartoon water as long as you're not a hedgehog. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, they're, they're sw- sw- what's it called? Swimming along in the briny depths. Yeah, they're going along in the, the briny depths. Our stately gentleman, cod, cod fish man is like, yeah. They're in, yeah, yeah, they're in the lagoon of Nabumbo. Lagoon mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they have a they, nice, they, they have a nice song about the sea. Yeah, Charlie yeah. goes like, fish can't fucking talk. And the fish goes, he's, he's not too bright, isn't he? Yeah. It's, it's like, he's not that's too my bright, fucking brother. And then he's like, like sorry. Oh. Yeah, but there's a there's a fish. Honestly, I think a, a, a fish cigar. It's very important that you know he has a fish cigar. Yeah, I, they they do I'm a little song. Fish at one, stogie. Yeah, at one point Brown gives uh, Aglantine a flower, like a sea flower or sort of thing, and she sniffs yeah, it, like and then a the seahorse comes out and neighs at her. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, of, we got a yeah, extended and then song a, of yeah. Uh, he fish does hijinks. a bunch. 
yeah, he does a bunch of complimenting the sea in the scene, and uh, my next note is, oh, so he's come around on the sea, which he apparently never did fancy. Mm-hmm. It is a nice song. I, I like the song. And then yeah. we have an yeah. episode of SpongeBob happen. Yeah. yeah. It's like the... These are, they, they swim around. I write, these are also some pretty good swimming effects. Mm-hmm. The visual effects, not so bad. Uh, they win a big cup for being good at swimming, I guess. I think they win a race. Yeah. They get a big cup. The trophy. Uh, I thought hey, it was like how, a dance cup. Hey, like how a, is a ballroom the cup? dance. Okay, actually, I think it was a ballroom dance. Yeah. Hey, how yeah. is the cup empty? They're underwater. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then I write in all caps, hook. Mm-hmm. A yeah, big fish hook. The hooks! The hooks! Yeah, a big, a big fish hook comes down and grabs the, the bed, and they all, like, grab onto it. I... I, I, I... I, I do need to have a talk to this bear of like if you're gonna be fishing you gotta put some like a bait or like a lure on it just like just like a classic hook like yeah you're dealing with anthropomorphic fish here yeah like, we my see, guy yeah we see a cre- yeah we see a cre- one of the anthropomorphic creatures on land for the first time and I say oh this animation is very classic Disney because it is it's, it's a it's a bear guy in like a you know a sailor suit he looks a lot like uh, Yogi Bear I, I was gonna say he looks like you know. Oh, he does look more like every he does look every more like, other like the three different bear characters that uh, use the exact same the model character. sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was made in during Disney's like dark era, where they basically was like, "Let's we use as much animation as we can." Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. If you pay attention yeah. during that during that uh, soccer scene, like particularly the goalies, my mm-hmm. God. Yep. It, yep. Yep. So he's like, "Hey, no people! I'm gonna throw you back in the ocean." Because he, he yeah, he okay. Pulls in the bed. So before it's a that, whopper. Yeah, bef- yeah. Before that, he pulls in the bed. He knows that they're people. Uh, Brown seamlessly lies his ass off about being a sailor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also got uh, like, you know. And then the the, and then the bear points to a sign that says "No peopling allowed on the island by order of the king." Mm-hmm. And as so I am a person who knows who knows what "people" means when it's a verb, my my response to this, my note for this was, of course, in all caps: "Hey, no fucking." Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, pretty conservative king, then. I guess mm-hmm. you know. You know what they say about, you know, animals. Anyway, so they're like, uh, well, uh, you can't send us to the water. We have a right to speak to the king. He's like, where does it say that? He's like, in his children's book, that is perfectly fine after being underwater. It's like, damn, it says in the children's book. Gotta be true. Mm-hmm. Why? Unfortunately, this does not work in court. Do not try to present, uh, the, the I don't know, what's a, I can't think of a good children's book that has like a crime in it. I, I can't. I was gonna say like, don't, every Nancy no, Drew book. Every Nancy Drew book. Yeah, I was like, um, don't try to one. present the hungry, hungry caterpillar in your in your uh, court trial for uh, eating everything in a buffet. I don't know. Don't don't. It's not. It's not legal. Legal. Uh, yeah, I, I like if you put one one dollar bill on the judge's desk during the trial. He will let you get, let the person go. Yeah, one dollar. But this, but this one only George works Washington. once. The next time you have to give him two dollars, then four dollars, mm-hmm. then eight dollars, yeah. and sixteen dollars, and so on. 
Yeah, exponentially harder. It's like unless uh, it's Fisker, then it's always one dollar. That's the rule. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So. Yep. My my next note is they should have. Yeah, my next note is they should have gone all the way and made the people animated while they were on the islands. This works. I I I did later go back. I think there were some bits later that wouldn't have been quite as funny if they were animated. I think it works pretty well that they were. Sorry, I'm looking at the thing you posted. The musketeer check. Holy shit! I love that. Yeah, I want to pet your animal. I want to feel it on the outside. I want to pat your pet your animal. Its whole existence is pod. Please let me closer Please to let dog. Let me closer to dog. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, they're like, uh, and, and does, does they, the bear tell him that the 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 fish is like, uh, yeah, what would yeah, go up there? The bear's like, there's, I, there's some trouble. Yeah, they the fish, managed, the fish they managed like, yeah. to. Paul manages to to get from the book that anyone can ask to see the king. So they ask to see the king, and the bear is pretty much like, "All right, your funeral." Yeah, man. man uh, and then they get to... they get to where the king is, and he is shouting extremely loudly and blowing a lot of air all over the place. You yeah. can't see him; that's happening inside his tent. Yeah, you just see stuff falling out. He's you know upset about something, and then a bird rolls out. It, yeah, bird rolls out. It's, it's not just any kind of bird. You know what kind of bird this is? A secretary bird. Was, it's a secretary was, bird. I was hooting and hollering in the credits. It was like ah, because he's like you know glasses and they all a nice coat bow tie type deal. It's like, yeah, it's a secretary. Uh, bird. The king is uh, he is quite upset because uh, he's the best at, at soccer, obviously. Yeah, they do. Call it soccer they do, on Nabubu they Island. do a lot of talking around each other, like, "Oh, you can't help me. You're too people and bad and dumb." And eventually, and, and eventually, yeah. uh, by way of Brown lying about his qualifications again, mm-hmm. uh, they manage to get an audience with the king by mm-hmm. like him, vol- by like Brown volunteering himself as uh, as the umpire for their soccer game. Yeah, it's yeah, weird that they like call it soccer, soccer, considering that they're British. They they say the word footballer, but like uh turns out uh no, they call it soccer. The king likes the Wait, king no, likes playing they soccer. Switch between but the there's two. No raft. Yeah, they do switch between the two. Yeah. Also, you know what I think is interesting? Uh the ball. I guess in nineteen seventy one that's what soccer balls look like, because they sure don't anymore. That looks like a red volleyball. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh essentially the 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 birds like King's upset because uh, he likes playing soccer, but there's no referee for some reason. Who can say why? Uh, so and then uh, so he's he's mad, and then uh, you know Brown is like, "Oh, well, uh, I went to the best schools for soccer," and it's like, "Okay, sure, whatever, guy, just like go in there." And then the the league's like, oh, "No, I'm no, here." What he says is he coached Manchester United for three years. That's what it was. Yeah. And then the lion. I love the lion. I like the way the lion speaks. He's got like a weird intonation and all this stuff. With like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, I did. I I had to go on Wikipedia to look up his name. I assume it's in the credits. I didn't see the credits because Disney Plus. Yeah. But uh, Veer, do you know what the lion's name is? Um, don't look it up if you don't know. I want to tell you. I don't, but I'm pretty sure that's the model that they use for that is the same as. Prince James from the Robin Hood movie. They just added it. It is a not. Name. It is not. Like, it's, he looks. Uh, but a yeah. Bit different, I think. Uh, his name is Leonidas. Oh my God. Don't you know Leo, Lion? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little. Hold on, let me check something real quick. 
Yeah, the, the name Leonidas meant something very different before 2006. Mm-hmm. Red Knobs and Bro- Broomsticks Sparta Remix coming soon to a YouTube book near you. Hell yeah. I did clip, I did, we are rapidly approaching the sound effect I clipped out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. But yeah, so hooray, hey. soccer's happening again. Hey, yeah. Pause for a bit. Um, listen, if you are good at editing, edit, take this movie, edit out well, this movie's Leonidas, put in 300's Leonidas. Doesn't matter if the scenes make sense. Doesn't matter if it makes sense, do it anyway. Yeah. This and, send, is and then send soccer. it to us, because if you do it, we want to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is soccer. Okay. Anyway. Uh, the ball into the they, absolutely, they absolutely destroy a trumpet. Like, I, a monkey's playing a trumpet, and it's just get completely mm-hmm. ruined. Everyone's here to watch the big game. Yeah, everyone is here. All of the animals are here to watch the big game. And my line is, oh, this is going to be a slaughter. Because they they line the two teams up. Leonidas is on the yellow team with, like, a rhinoceros and, like, a bunch of other... And, like, a bunch of other big, strong animals. And then on the other side, they're up against, like, a bird, a kangaroo. Ostrich kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A a very, like, put-upon cheetah. That doesn't look like a, yeah. they're going to do so well. And my la- my note was, oh, this is going to be a slaughter. Mm-hmm. And and then and then the ref puts the game puts the game down. He wants to, he's like, I want a good clean match. He does not get a good clean match. And then the game it's, starts. It it's shenanigans. So many shenanigans. Uh, yeah, my uh, my notes. If if you two if you two didn't take many notes on the events of the game, I've got plenty. Oh no! Oh, uh, I think I my first note one. is. Mm-hmm. You have notes? Um, not really a note, but just a observation of one of the bits. Okay, I'm I'll, pretty you, sure. You can stop but... when you get to it. Okay. Uh, my first note is super fast cheetah. Woo! Because the mm-hmm. cheetah does run so fast, he catches things on fire. My next note is I mm-hmm. feel like catching the referee on fire should be a technical foul. Mm-hmm. And uh, not an animal soccer world. And my note is oh hey, blue team is rallying, and then. The ostrich starts like doing bits with the ball, like just yeah. kicking it up with his feet because he has no hands, so he can't commit. A, so he can't like hold it, which would be a foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, and then he, uh, like the stands, the stands yell at him to get rid of the ball. Like the kids yell at him from the stands to get rid of the ball. Uh, he does not manage to get rid of the ball in time, and he gets completely destroyed by the entire field before he can pass or shoot. Uh, and my note is, of course, never hold on to the ball for too long. Rookie mistake. And in the stampede to take the ball, to strip the ball off him, uh, the ref is completely trampled. Brown is completely trampled. And my note is, that's a very harmed ref. Like, two vo- two vultures come over with a stretcher. And they're uh, this is the observation bit. Um, I'm, this might be me just Mandela affecting myself. But I'm pretty sure this animation's been used somewhere else. Of the vultures carrying the, you like uh, they're moving that like that. I'm pretty sure that animation's uh, been used somewhere. They do use it like point for point several times in this scene. So, it, like it not in, of... not just in this movie, but in other movies. It, I wouldn't know. I wasn't playing paying super close attention to the intri- intricacies of the, the animation. 
It might be you might be Mandela uh, in Cuphead. There's like a boss has a phase where he it's a a guy on a stretcher being carried by two birds, and then when you beat the boss, the birds start putting seasoning on him. Like the the wood. I don't think that that's Cuphead? animated all that similarly. I think no, no. I just no. That is just another thing where there is a stretcher with birds who want to eat who well, is being I mean, carried like, by the stretcher. Animation yeah, shared like, between other it, Disney movies. Yes, yeah. I know. I, I'm just merely providing an example of something that is vaguely similar. But like, I assume there's like some there's vultures in Jungle Book, but I don't really. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say. I, I don't think it was even. Go- I don't think the original that there's think it was even vultures. I think it was just there was a stretcher involved, and it flows in a similar way. No, like Maybe. the animation of the vultures moving. Not oh, just, the, just the movie without the stretcher? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, I, I noticed, oh, lol, the vultures wanted him to be dead so they could scavenge him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good good bit. And then my next note's in all caps, uh, and it is, hold on one fucking second. That scream sound is one of the freeware ones used in Cool Station. Mm-hmm. I could not find it. I could not find it as one of the preset scream sounds. It might be one of the conditional screams or one of yeah, the but- yell sounds. Yeah, it's the old goofy yell. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have they play, or they play that. Oh goofy. shit, that's yeah. where it's from. It's it's the fucking goofy yell. Yeah, I knew I recognized yeah. that scream from somewhere. It also sounds like kind of like Mario when he falls in lava. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but True. yeah, I, ha- I I have the clip that contains the goofy yell cut out as scream underscore noise dot mp three. Yeah, and you think that this is like a haha. Funny reference, but no, this is there's a this era is of Disney, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's an era of Disney movies that they didn't have much money, so there's like just reuse as and much sound next, effects, animation, and just whatever you can. Trace and my over very next stuff note is I think I recognize some of the other sound effects too. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, like they they get into some kind of a scuffle. Uh right yeah uh the the king gets his bell rung and the hyena likes laugh like laughs at him so he he like does something to the hyena to make him make that noise he punts him he kicks his ass he, I think he, like, he, he does like, kick, I think he does kick his ass uh like in the literal like send you the fuck like yeah. get off the table you stupid mutt Garfield shit yeah uh, my next line is. My next note is he teeth come out because there's a bit where like the crocodile, the crocodile's like entire jaw comes out of his mouth and then bites someone. And we go back and look at the crocodile and his entire face deflates because he ain't got no jaw no more. <laughs> or he got no teeth. Yeah, my next my next note is cheetah in the hole because the cheetah runs so fast that. Uh, it like he like digs a trench under himself and ends up all the way in a hole. My next one is Rhino Wheelbarrow. I think he like puts his head. He, I think he like puts his head to the ground and the ball gets stuck on it and he like rolls. That's a wart. They do it with the warthog. Warthog uh, gets it stuck between his chest and then the king. I oh, think I see. Someone uses him as a wheelbarrow to get it out. Yeah. Well, I. I, I uh, and then my next line is Rhino into hole, and then King into hole, because the whole wheelbarrow assembly digs a big hole in the ground like the cheetah mm-hmm. did, and they go in mm-hmm. the hole. 
Um, my next line yeah. is ball in the hippo. Cause the, cause hippo eats the ball. Hippo eats the ball. Ball gets thrown at the hippo. Hippo opens his, opens his mouth. Hippo eats the ball. There's a whole bit about trying to get the ball out of the hippo. They eventually do yeah. by like choking him really hard. I think uh, the, right, the ref I, is. I think we should is, zoom past the animal the soccer is, thing. Okay, the ref is trampled flat for a second time. They get completely dead on the four of us. They do the vulture paramedics bit again. They mm-hmm. they trample the ref completely flat again. They keep standpointing back and forth, and the crowd is just looking back and forth, left and right, left and right. Yeah. yeah. They pop the ball. They, like, put a hole in the ball, and it starts zooming all over the place like a balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the king yells every incredibly loudly, blows everyone away. They all get like everyone. Everyone gets stuck in the net. The goal, into the net. Yeah. Into the goal net. Uh, and then a balloon he slowly gently back. blows air on the completely deflated ball to make it go into the goal, and he declares that he's won. He's won. I'm the king Which of soccer. Which I, I think he technically has because he scored the only goal that entire game. Yeah. You know. And he like goes up to the ref to congratulate them. They do like. A, a handshake with some uh with some interesting stuff and then he says a racial slur he sure fucking does it's the word it's the, like, it's, the, it's, the, it's the word for the romani people because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he, yeah. he's like ever heard of the slur switch so yeah he's like hey uh let me put on your coat for you and he's like you ever yeah, heard and, of he t- and he talks to him about the switch harmful stereotype he 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 he, he like says Hey, have you ever heard of this harmful stereotype switch? And then he does the harmful stereotype switch on him. He uses sleight of hand to steal the star pendant mm-hmm. and switch it for a referee's whistle. Like, I should tell you about it. I'll have to tell you about it. And then the king's like, man, these guys are pretty great. We should invite them over some. Don't let them stay here, obviously. Don't make them live, can't live here, but like, they're pretty cool. And then the secretary was like, hey, dude, uh, you're fucking. That's a fucking whistle. He's like, no, it's fucking not. And like, and then he blows Wee! it. And he's he like, blows Why it. didn't you tell what me this earlier? Blah blah. I'm I'm irrational. Uh, my next he, note he is he does a misogyny, and then the king comes after them. Right? Yeah. The yeah. Brown says or does something misogynistic. I don't remember exactly what. Basically, no. he shows Price the amulet. But she does read for Rose, and then Brown takes it back and goes like, "I'll hold it." Dude, women lose lose everything. Fuck this off. Is, this is set up for a bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he uses yeah, right, yeah. The uh, the king comes after them, hopping mad, and uh, Eglantine rabbits him. The king gets rabbited. He turned into mm-hmm. rabbit. Reddit. And and he has the crown around his waist. And this is what when I mentioned earlier, uh, when it's coming back, I, I'm I'm deeply worried we're gonna get like the like the the turtle with the plastic like soda can ring situation going on. Like mm-hmm. I worry oh, that, no. like, he's gonna get his. But I assume like Ant Man principle, he's it'll just like break off of him or like maybe you know something. He's he'll he's a cartoon. He'll just like. You know, the next shot, he'll be fine. Also, I think we failed to mention that every time that when Miss Price uses a spell, 
She reads it out of a notebook that she has because she can't remember them. Yeah, she all can't of remember head. the spells very well. She has to read it out of her little notebook. Mm-hmm. That's important for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they go back. The cat goes meow. That's important. Mm-hmm. The cat does go meow. The cat. Uh, this is a, a bit I really enjoy. Is like like the bed's gone in the room, so the cat is now sitting in the middle of the rooms, like. All right, new place to lay down. This is awesome. And then the bed starts to materialize, and the cat runs away. It's like, oh like, fuck, oh, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they try the they try the, the spell that they just got substitutionary well, locomotion. No, they well, don't. They open the jacket. It's like, oh shit, cartoon shit doesn't exist in the real. Well, yeah, they fuck. they go to try and do the spell. They're like, okay, we're going to do substitutionary locomotion now. And, they're like, okay, Brown, take off your shoes. Shoes is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I have I have what I think might might even be a clever turn of phrase here. Uh, these shoes were made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. Mm-hmm. This is true. But yeah, cartoon the amulet doesn't exist in the real world. Yeah, he like, he lost damn. it because he's like women. Women always be losing things, and then he loses it immediately. Yeah. yeah. They have yeah. this whole they have this whole fight and it is resolved when immediately when people finally start listening to Paul and they're like and he's like hey there's a picture there's an illustration of the amulet uh, complete with what the actual like says. complete with well, the actual words on should it. We, should we my, know that the fight was that after Brown and Price is like oh now we can't run for roads and Paul is like yes we can. And Charlie just goes like, shut up, Paul. Yeah. Paul hasn't been the secret keeper of secrets this whole time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, people start listening to Paul again. And Paul just pulls out his secret, his children's picture book of secrets that he got out out of the house. Which has a medallion on it, like a drawing of a medallion with the exact words written on it. Why he didn't just show this is from the beginning. He, I don't he didn't know. reach that part of the story by then. He was, you know, <laughs> it takes him a while. He's like a little kid. He didn't finish mm-hmm. the whole book. He's had it for like three hours. Yeah, but yeah. And they're like, okay, we got the spell. They do a song about cemetery lo- locomotion. Yeah, she can't. She can't do it properly. So they do music instead. Right. This brings everything but the house itself alive to life. Yeah, this brings everything in the house. This brings all the clothes and stuff around. Oh, the shoes are dancing. What a movie! I've mm-hmm. really come around on it. My notes mm-hmm. have also become more English as we've gone on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shoes does a Moses the noses for the. I don't know the song. Yeah, it does. It does the, the set of clicks. It does most of the poses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clothes are going marching. Uh, some gloves punch Brown in the face. There's a sword mm-hmm. going around. Things gradually become worse and worse. Uh, the I priest, really... the priest from before, appears to do a little slapstick and then just like leave fully spookified. Mm-hmm. They manage yeah. to calm Martin, things down, and then they get to the obligatory part of the plot, where it's like, okay, you didn't want these children before, we're going to take them away now. And then she's like, okay, but what if I've changed my mind? 
And she's like, well, there's a man here now, so okay, sure. Mm -hmm. They've shanghaied him as a father. Also, all the locals have an extremely strong country accent as compared to her or the orphans or the him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Third act breakup type stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Vaguely. Yeah. And like it's it, I I do believe this is where it is heavily implied that the that the that the urchins do not in fact have parents because they're like oh wouldn't it be nice to have a dad mm-hmm. anyway uh some quiet time they'll definitely get back together but this is a good not an ending because he like leaves the house and like goes on a break for a bit uh some quiet time in the dark house for a bit and then suddenly I've written in all caps Nazi fence jump scare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the a bunch Nazi of Nazi shoulders, he, she she looks outside for a second. And a bunch of Nazi shoulders look at her from behind a stone wall and like charge her. Yeah, she tries. Yeah. To and like they, they like fucking not get see her that coming. They like fucking get her while she's trying to call on the uh, for, uh, for help on the phone. <laughs> oh, we did not see that. I fucking hate you. I that, yeah yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the, note yeah, that I wrote they, down they, earlier and have only I don't know historical note: the only part of British territory to be occupied during World War Two, well, the only not overseas territory to be occupied during World War Two was the Channel Islands, mm-hmm. which is uh, that's very historically interesting. I might talk more about it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I have I have an extended bit that I want to introduce here. Oh in just dear. A moment. Let's see. Uh, Let's meanwhile, Eglantine and the children are being given a speech by an Italian Nazi, uh, not a Mussolini fascista, but a man like with a name like Franz Giuseppe in the armor of Adolf Hitler Duccio, or maybe his accent is just badly slipping. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like this guy I- sounds kind of Italian in the early scenes. Mamma mia, hail Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Hitler, Adolf Hitler Duccio. The Italian Italian Hitler. <laughs> yes, Hitler. Oh, wow. The famous oh, yeah. Italian dictator. Yeah. 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 Specifically, not Mussolini. Italian mm-hmm. Hitler. Yeah. 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 Mussolini was the German one. Oh, goddamn. Uh, ger- the German is pretty good, though. For mm-hmm. some reason, I only got subtitles on a very few specific lines. Yeah, don't weird. you just love it when people speak in a foreign language and the subtitles speak just in goes, German? <laughs> oh, that's what was happening. I just didn't get any subtitles except for the lines that were translated, which there were a handful of. Yeah, but yeah, it, you know, you get the big, the big idea. Yeah, where they're sneaking into the town. Yeah, apparently doing, they're doing just crime. doing guerrilla raids and making people afraid of them. Unclear how that mm-hmm. fits into their wider military strategy. I do not know why they uh, did not just murder the children. She, and, and she yeah, she threatens to. I, I guess they want like hostages, or they're just, or they just want to make her. They're just bad. Or at they their just want to make them really afraid or something. I mm-hmm. don't know. She threatens to rabbit him, but forgets the end of the spell, so she can't rabbit him. I'm like, hey, can you get my book? And you're like, no, you're not getting the na- yeah. Nazi man. Is like, and no, Charlie goes no. for the book. Like, he tries to do something um, good. I think it's for Paul once. who goes for the book. I, I'm pretty sure it's Charlie. Like, I'm fairly, I wrote down that it's Charlie. Okay. And like, near yeah. the end of the book, he beca- near the end of the movie, he becomes cool, which is mm-hmm. why, like, this fits. Charlie becomes cool. Uh, this enrages the Italian Nazi, which has them sent off somewhere, which we later find out is the museum from before. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Emilius hallucinates a showgirl walking along the tracks and then sees a Nazi cutting the telegraph lines. Mm -hmm. uh, he gets it's, the jump on two of the Nazis the and sprints. Yeah. And yeah. Spr the and train station, sleeping. Yeah, he's, on he's the sleeping bench. on a bench at the train station. And he's like, he has imposter syndrome. He has imposter yeah. syndrome nightmares. He just like me for real. Also, when he first appeared at, like, got to the train station, he asked, like, the, one of the people working there, he's like, when's the next train to London? And it's like, mm, you're going to have to wait till the morning when the milk comes. And I, I Brown is like, you mind if I just sleep here? And the guy just slugs his soul. He's like, I hmm. guess if that's I, what I you didn't, want. I didn't get that. I just, I, the first of I remember of him at the train station is him sleeping mm -hmm. there. But yeah. That's yeah a, he runs that, back that, to the house. Uh, mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to him, Eglinton and the children have already been taken away. He climbs a tree and gets in through an upstairs window. And then he encounters the cat. Uh, the cat... Mm -hmm like blows his cover it makes it, it it like makes some noises and knocks some stuff over it distracts them just long enough for him to bar a door and get into the workroom and it's one of those things where it's like if brown just left the cat alone it probably yeah, wouldn't have, have gotten yeah yeah but what he does is actually quite clever he goes into the room he he like frantically searches the notes for how to turn into Raddit. And, and then he read it. And then he, he, he psychs himself up. He gives him a whole speech about how, like, you can believe in something for once in your life. You have hope now. And he he, he, pull, he, says, it, he says the spell a couple times. I, I've written down the incantation for this one. It's filigree, apogee, pedigree, perigee. Per, 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 don't know mm. how you pronounce it. It is a real word. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. Uh... He bunny. He manages to believe hard enough to bunny himself. He turns himself into a Reddit <laughs> and gets away. Uh, and then like that's a bunny. That's not a guy. What the? Yeah. What's going on? And then he the runs. Italian Nazi sergeant has a much better German accent because like he says some lines and they're very good, like German accented English. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then there's a, there's a great line: "Jumping Jehoshaphat, more Jerry's." Thinks the Reddit inside he head. Mm -hmm. Cut to Anglantine and the urchins. Uh, they try to get Paul out through the bars on the window. It doesn't work. Uh, as Reddit Amelia sneaks in through the bars, Charlie has an idea, which is like, they're going to, why don't we use substitutionary locomotion? And then Miss Price is like, mm, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And then Amelius, uh, they encounter Amelius. They're like, hey, what that rat? That rat is the guy. And they're like, are you really the guy? And he fucking winks. And then eventually he turns back, and Mister Brown is like, I, th I, I think Charlie's idea. I have an idea. It's the same one as Charlie had. I think that idea is splendid. And they do the, and uh, they prepare to do the locomotion on, on. They prepare to do the locomotion. Come on, baby, do the locomotion. But yeah, they're they're in a big yeah. museum. But so. first, Nazi speaking German interlude. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand what the fuck they were saying, but there was a there was an entire scene with just the Nazis speaking German to each other. Well, they were just saying speaking in German. Yeah, they were just saying I, speaking in German. I sure love speaking in German. Me too. It's my it's the language I was yeah I, I learned uh, when yeah. I was a child. She says she says the incantation to the substitutionary locomotion spell, and it doesn't work immediately. For a second, I thought they were going to start singing it again, 
But nope, the flags start moving, and then the drums wake up, and the trumpets wake up, and they start playing a reveille, which I thought was a very good touch. Halberds, mm-hmm. let's go, because the halberds get off the racks, mm-hmm. the swords get off the racks, and then the armor crests a hill. Uh, English motherfuckers love to crest hills. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. And they march, and they start marching on the Nazi. And this is when I realized that they're reenacting the scene from a tapestry at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It was all the disembodied armor. It's it's good. They're like they're like shooting the the yeah. soldiers, but yeah, like, they're metal. Okay, it's good. There's briefly, some, there's briefly some subtitles. The bagpipes are playing. Like they assemble on the hill, and the bagpipes start playing. And there's there's a lot of armors in one of those wide shots. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Eglantine is flying up in the air with a little army hat on and ordering them around. There's a fog machine. It's important. She's on a broomstick and she has like a little British flag on the end, I think, yeah. right? Victory for England and, sh- and St. George, she says, while flying a Union flag rather than an English flag. You know, hey. Yeah. Disney didn't have all the facts. but yeah. Ominous Latin they- chanting begins, now recognizable as the lines of the spell. We heard this ominous Latin chanting before in the opening, but yeah, it's the substitutionary locomotion incantation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that's that was a good touch. I like the bit where the the suits of armor they're they're riddled with bullets, and then one yeah, of them takes off his head, and it's like shaking bullets out, yeah. and then takes his boot out, and various comic like, what the yeah. fuck? Various <laughs> comic terrified. bits. Yeah, various comic so, like, bits involving the armor defeating Nazi soldiers. They get mm-hmm. shot. They like. Drops the bullets out. This happened several times. Uh, one of them, like, he swings it up and then he died. And then the armor dodges by separating itself apart. And then that happens several more times. Then he kicks him in the ass. And uh, it's basically the, all the scenes where it, if this was filmed yeah. today, all the suits of armor would be CGI and it would work yeah. worse than what it does in this movie. Yeah. The Lance Charge fails to be defeated by a Nazi stick grenade. The, the charging horses just put themselves back together. Uh, Emilius manages an assist. Uh, I Dry bones noise. Yeah, I don't quite remember what prompted me to say that, but I think Emilius does manage to take out a Nazi with the, um, help, of the, with the help of one of the armors. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Eglantine is under anti- anti-air fire because they are shooting at her with an AA gun. Mm-hmm. He says... They're shooting at her with like a, some sort, with like a with like some sort of heavy machine gun, yeah. uh, and then armor cuts the barrel in half with a massive axe. Uh, the Nazis route back towards the sea, which also happens to be back towards the house. Which I think at some point in this, we cut to the old guard who are yeah hearing all the gunfire. Yeah, the old guard. The old home guard have noticed the sounds of gunfire and are hurrying towards it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eglantine is up in the air. One of the Nazis rigs an explosive near the house, and it goes boom. Mm-hmm. This causes Eglantine to crash, and all of the armor to stop being animate. She's mostly fine. The house is completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, apparently uh, not completely destroyed, because they fixed it later. <laughs> oh. I thought it was just straight up a different house. But yeah, the work room, the, all her stuff in the workroom and the recorded spells are destroyed. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Uh, yeah. The Nazis are too busy retreating to notice that the armor's, got, the armor's stopped working. 
and they get and the old home guard takes some pot shots at them and then take all the credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the war office denies everything. Like there's a little article in the paper about how the war office is like nothing happens. Shut up. Everything's fine. Uh, the cat surviving is fine. Uh, Brown enlists in the military. Oh. And uh, we finish on two things. The reveal that Paul still has the bet, the magic bed knob, and the reprise of the so- of the old home guard song, and that's movie. Also, there's a kind of like typical of the time, but kind of dumb in retrospect. But basically, when they was trying to go like, "Oh, aren't you sad that you don't have your spell book anymore?" and Miss Price is like, "Well, I wouldn't be rich anymore anyway." Because I know when I saw Mr. Brown for the first time, I knew I couldn't be a rich. That's not actually what she says. Hmm? It's when she saw the dragon liver, she knew she couldn't be a witch. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, which is a lot more, which is a lot funnier and, like, more good. Yeah. she, she, She does not have the constitution to deal with all of these wacky ingredients. She'd much rather just, like... Not do that, thank you. Mm-hmm. I and forgot about the poison dragon ever. I, I imagine it comes from a, dra- a poison dragon. And not yeah, there's a whole a bit about that. Poison. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's movie. Do you have anything else to say, yeah. or should we cut this off for questions? Uh, 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 mm, fuck Nazis. They're bad. Yeah, fuck uh, Nazis. Legit. I was legitimately like, you know, you got these guys. I, I was wondering if yeah, like one of the Nazis being like stabbed or something, but I guess it is a Disney movie. It is that a Disney movie. Happened. None of the Nazis yeah. get horribly injured. We guess we'll have to wait till At the live action screen. The live action remake of the of the already mostly live action The Knobs and yeah. Sticks. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I am imagining a, a remake where like uh all of the live action parts are remade in like adult animation. <laughs> and then all hey, of Lois, the animated parts talking? are live action now. Like live action Lois, with remember, terrible CGI. Remember the time we used uh, suits of armor to defeat Nazis, Lois? Hey there. Yeah. No, I was thinking about? about Rick and Morty. That's fair. Everything mm-hmm. looks like Rick and Morty now. That's true. Everything does look the... Morty. Everything Morty. looks halfway between Rick and Morty and Steven Universe. <laughs> Morty, we got a something, and something locomotion. And somehow the visual Morty. style is not only less compelling than Steven Universe, but less compelling than Rick and Morty for most of these anyway. new build animations. Mm-hmm. See y'all anyway, in Yeah, see y'all behind years. the cut. Yeah. Squadala, we're off. All right, welcome to uh, the question segment. Uh, loyal viewers of the Bed Knobs of Broomsticks episode of Disney Minus. You all know who we are. We introduce ourselves at the top mm-hmm. of the episode. Yeah, we just had this amazing, uh, super fun adventure. There was cartoon animals that played soccer, and only one kid called football. It was really, really we, hilarious. Wish you could have been that. We pulled knives out, out on those kids, took their ball. Yeah. It was a shameful moment in the history of a ring, I'll say, but, you know. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any various matters that need to be attended to, or are we just going straight into questions? Uh, I have no such matters. All right, which is uh, from Deep Sea? Which is a better weapon, bed knobs or broomsticks? Broomsticks. Broomsticks. 
better reach. Yeah. This isn't even a real but, question. You, you take, you take a know. broomstick and you stab someone with it. You sharpen the ends. I don't know. It's like a Maybe if you knife. got like a metal a metal bed knob. Maybe. I mean, they are metal. Like a good bludgeon. Even then. Like you could be a good bludgeon, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like right? Hit some bonk someone head on the hard enough hard on bonk mm. someone on the head hard enough. Bed and, stick you know. and broom knob. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But true answer to this question is why not stick. both duct tape du- bed uh, knob no, onto your broomstick. No, that's a mace. Uh, do you think there's more bed knobs or broomsticks in the world? Uh, that's a difficult question. Uh, if every bed was a bed that had brooms, bed knobs, I'd say bed knobs because, like, there's probably more beds than there are sets of four broomsticks. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, a lot of beds nowadays don't have bed knobs, so yeah. in, I mean, in America, it might be a little more even. In the world, I think broomsticks. Yeah, I think if you consider like you know whether they're in use or not, if they're in like a like a Home Depot, you know, storage storage closet, there's so many. It's so much easier to produce broomsticks than it is bed knobs, just from yeah. quality. But like, also, bread, every house broomsticks actually several. have a point. Yeah, yeah. Although this question like, is from Yusuf. If, if you yeah, this is for yeah, this is from Yusuf. Yeah, like if you're living in pro- in poverty, you're probably more likely to have broomsticks than a bed that's fancy enough to have bed knobs. Yeah, we can't afford the knobs. It's too pricey. Yeah. Not in this economy. Knobs in this economy. <laughs> Damn. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, for another one from Deep Sea. Have you watched Animal Soccer World by Digno Pictures? I'm under the impression that at the very least, Aurora and maybe Veer went and watched it after this question was asked. I sure didn't. I, I, I absolutely did watch it. It is a fucking nightmare. I don't like it. It makes no sense, and the ending is very anticlimactic. Speaking of which, the remaining questions for this episode are just straight up from Aurora. Like, I know you, oh, I don't I know know you like to about. do this, yeah. but I don't think we've had anyone answer their own questions live on air before. Incorrect. I have done this before. Of course, so you have. have I. That's, I'm go, I'm going to have to pitch myself qu- questions for a segment of the thing that I'm going to announce at the end of the episode. Yeah, well, stay tuned for that, loyal oh, listeners. Even though, you. like, this is this question. This is going to be a very short question segment. We really didn't have that many questions about bed knobs mm-hmm. or broomsticks. Also, to give my answers that. No, I didn't watch this after the question was asked. I forgot about it. Fair enough. Fucking. Uh, All right. Or would you like to ask your questions so that we uh, can answer them? Thing from uh, amazing listener Borealis and Broomsticks. What animal do you think would re- do really well in a sports match? Uh, kangaroo. Like any sport, any animal. Kangaroos can kick. Like they can this stand up. They can kick. Like they surrounded. might even be able to hoop. There aren't that many animals that can that stand up on two legs. True. Velociraptors. I think Velociraptors would would not be able to hoop, but I think they might be decent at. at I think they could pitch. I think they could pitch a baseball. Um, I can upgrade that to Utah Raptors, so they're great. They're big enough to grab the ball with their mouths and then. I see. Yeah, I don't think they'd be very good hitters. I think they'd be, at the very least, decent pitchers. They might be better as utility infielders. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like a sheep would get like a like a sheep like an you know I, I imagine like anthropomorphic you know you know so I think an anthro sheep would be pretty good in football like comes I mean padding. Yeah, speaking yeah. of things doing sports, uh, hey Aurora Veer. Yeah. Uh huh. Can a match box? I don't know, but a tin can. Yeah. Woo. Fucking hell. Yeah. I watched a video of a guy going through that. And this, this I mean, it's thing. not just an impossible quiz, quiz question. Hey, Aurora, what's the square root of onions? Shallot. I don't know. Correct. I don't remember. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Hey, Aurora, wow. what's really big? It, uh, I don't know. I don't the know. The correct answer is an elephant. Okay. Hey, Ashley, do you think Asolf deserved getting turbo murdered by Afro animals? Uh, that's a good question about a movie I didn't watch. This is the, the movie. Oh, no, Astaroth. I thought you were talking about the other movie. Uh, honestly, no, probably. No, fucking... Yes, Astaroth probably... <laughs> the wizard Astaroth probably did deserve whatever he got. It's unclear exactly how he got got. I, I mean, you know, there's a line okay. in there. And I'm the saying this for... Have... Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, now I say this for... This is a full respect towards furries. But I'm pretty sure Asloth was trying to do some weird sex stuff that the animals were not consenting to. So, yes, I believe he did deserve to be Are there murdered. any animals that appear on screen that aren't men? Uh, no. Was Surely. that a threat, okay? Maybe? Damn. Maybe. Right, we know that... We do know that there is a family lineage of lions, at least, because the... Huh, the amulet yeah. is his heirloom. It's his family family heirloom. So uh, King Leonidas's family, uh, mur- I presume, uh, murdered him and, ha- and claimed right to the killing people. Came, yeah. Claim right to him. So the amulet. Okay. Yeah, I think that earth's an heirloom because fair. that's an heirloom because it that earth's an heirloom because it belongs to the guy that created him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, whatever Aurora. happened to him, he probably did deserve it. Yeah, Aurora posted a picture of this weird fucking raccoon and says, Thoughts? That's a weird uh, fucking raccoon. Post- it's a weird fucking Does raccoon. Does it have kangaroo legs? They're all bow-legged. I, that's just, think of pictures just very not good at drawing. Yeah, I, I mostly is, know this. Either those are some fucked up ankles, or that's just a really weird pose. It's a really it's weird for, pose. This, this anime girl pigeon Pose. I guess. I guess. Look up if you uh want to see this fucking creature. Look up Wabu from Dingo Pictures. I only know this man because a he's in Animal Soccer World, and b he's a fucking recurring character in former Channel Awesome uh, content creator oh. Phalus. I, I he, oh, he fucking one, loves like, this fucking less bad ones. He's one of the not bad ones. He's one of the guys who okay, left the cool. He's just. I like, used to watch a channel awesome creator. Unfortunately, they were. Unfortunately, he was not one of the not bad ones. Oh dear. Yeah, it fucking mm-hmm. happens. Like, hey man, it's kind of weird that you're. You know, I think I know who you mean, but we're not gonna talk about him. He seems like a, a bad dude. Maybe if you're, if I'm thinking the same guy. Anyway, I have no idea uh, if we're thinking the same guy, but all right. Mm-hmm. There's like one guy who's like two guys who stayed on that thing besides the stage critic. One of them was Larry Bunny Jr. because he thought it was funny. 
The other one was fucking Brad Jones. No, I'm not Snyder. talking about either of those people. Okay. Okay, then I don't know. Then never mind. Brad Jones is a weird guy who's cat who just kind of did nothing about anyway, moving on. Anyway, next why animals would look really cool as punks. So in animal soccer world there's fucking punk ducks and they, they look bad. But what animals would be cool as punks? Uh, as a furry, I would say most animals. It's That's really fair. hard to fuck up punk ex- punk aesthetics. Yeah, and my um, answer is that Velociraptors and or any dinosaur. Punk dinosaur. Punk raptors yeah. would punk raptors would look cool as hell. I would like to submit I, I, for the I would like to submit punk hyena. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I, I, like, I a person I follow has a a punk hyena OC. So you mean persona? For yes, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm not. Uh, I'm a fake fan. Yeah, persona is the word, I guess. But yeah, uh, my fucking. I'm on sheep brain today. Uh, punk sheep seems cool. Fucking shear your hair in punk styles sounds rad. Yeah, anyway, a snow leopard yeah. punks. Ooh, Any sort of cool. cat punk, but like snow leopards are one of the coolest looking cats. Absolutely. Uh, uh, shout out to Girl Stream Team, uh, Snow Leopard, Personas. Oh, they're really good. Uh, yeah. I should be watching them play cassette piece right now, but I'm busy recording this podcast. Final, the final question from Borealis and Boomsticks. Give me your pitch for a monthly magic subscription box. Professor Brown can start selling it after the whole magic college. I, th- I think he could go straight. I think he could just start selling like close up magic stuff. Just real, just like okay. I like that. I like that good end of it. Just like here's some like penny a deck of marked, some... like a deck of marked cards, or like those little juggling balls that you can do silly tricks with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 but when I when I was asking this, I imagine that, of course, he stumbles into again magic that is very fucking real. So he just accidentally yeah. creates like hem- alchemy monthly, where you mm-hmm. eventually you can turn lead into gold, but he just doesn't know that it fucking works. I know you wouldn't know this because you're not the one to ask a question, but would this have to be infinite monthly subscriptions or would it could be finite? I think uh, I think I eventually think... it would run out because like yeah, with the either. with the with the magic correspondence course, eventually he did run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last one. Presumably he would then run away with the money and start a new graft as soon as he ran out of ideas. Yeah, absolutely. My pitch is uh, is Want to turn people into rabbits and or just have your own army of inanimate objects. Subscribe Reddit. today and you get a leather a month. <laughs> to wow. magic spell. Alright. How many letters Jesus. was the hold on? I actually have the full text of the turn into rabbit spell somewhere. Per, pedi, I know that one pe, pedigree perigee mm-hmm. filigree apogee. apogee, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, each month some you combination. get the first month you get a letter, the next month you get the next letter, then the next, then the next, and if there's a month for I remember that, space, I remember it was in the wrong order, but I got all the words right. Filigree, <laughs> apogee, pedigree, perigee. Yeah. Uh, how many letters is that? Hold on. 8, 6, 14, 8, 22, so 29. So if you stick with it you. in a short uh, two and a half years... You can turn You'll a person into a rabbit. Yeah. And then, of course, he uh, 
he chancels in the last letter. Like, <laughs> okay, but like you can figure it out. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. He fucking puts them in random order. You gotta put them together. Oh God! <laughs> Some assembly required. He or, doesn't or, tell you in his space. Fell down in the hegemony. Turn people hegemony. Damn. But yeah, that's that my sure pitch. Was a, that sure was a, uh, my pitch. Uh, I don't know. I think Alchemy Monthly. He just sends you yeah. some fucking chemicals he stole. <laughs> Surely you can make it something something fun with it. Oh, man. Yeah, these chemicals Professor that Brown. he synthesized himself somehow. Yeah. He's got... He, he, he's, he's now squatting in a, you know, a ke- an abandoned chemistry lab. It's like, you know... Mm-hmm. So it's he's only been... stumbled into Western magic. He, so I think for alchemy instead of Western alchemy, I think it would be funny if he just somehow made like an immortal po- potion for. Like... Yeah, the elixir of immortality. Mm-hmm. Cool, based. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have any other questions? No, I couldn't come up with anything else. Uh, desperately. Honestly, I'm ready to just proceed to plugs. I could not think of any more questions. Mm-hmm. Valid. I don't... Actually, I think we went on long enough in the first half that this will still be a reasonably lengthy episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was over an hour long for the first half. That's respectable. Like, I think this is good enough. Yeah. Uh, you want to do plugs? Uh, if we're doing plugs now, I guess I'll start from the top. Yeah. Sure thing. Uh, you can find me at Awful World Kid on most social medias, especially Twitter. I refuse to call it by the other name. Uh, mm-hmm. Co-host. I've gotten a little more active on Tumblr recently. I am technically on there. Probably most active on Twitter and co-host. Uh, in the spirit of today's, other than the, the stream I shouted out earlier, uh, in the spirit of British episode, I'm going to shout out uh, fuck, I forgot what one of them was going to be. Uh, one of them's Fallen London, which is a browser game, free browser game. It's pretty good. I've been playing it for, like, several years now. And, like, it's fine. It's good. Check it out. They're in the middle of a seasonal event right now that I am enjoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck it. Well, I tr- uh, go ahead and do your thing while I try and remember the other thing that I was going to recommend. Okay, uh, hello. I'm Roy. Also, Casey, it depends. Names are fun. You can have as many as you want. It's a cool fact. Try it out. Anyway, you can find me in such places as uh, at Casey Cosmos on Twitter. At, uh, is it Casey Cosmos still on Tumblr? I think so. Yeah, at Casey Cosmos on Tumblr. And, uh, you can, and, uh, I have a co-host at Aurora Borealis. But I I do not use it much because I have a hard time finding people to follow. Oh God, it's uh you can follow my cats. Uh, currently, def- currently not in use. Twitter at Casey's Catmos. Check out Tink. She's oh she's an animal. Uh, I've remembered I've remembered the other thing that I wanted to plug. It's Cassette Beasts. Go play Cassette Beasts. It's the best okay. monster collecting game since Fossil Fighters Champions. Uh, I, damn, it's, I guess it is very British. It is one of the most British 
uh, video games I've ever played. It also mm-hmm. says, as appropriate to the UK, fuck landlords. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, spoiler, just for this say for landlords, they're vampires. Or at least vampire-themed. Yeah. They've got thematics. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, Vera, your turn for plugs, and then we can do some special mm-hmm. announcements. Um, okay. So, you could... Um, Stephen, add in the plugs for <laughs> you and Cat. Um, thanks. Those are good plugs. Um, you can follow us on. Disney yeah, we've Mind basically ship of Theseus did the podcast. We've done the podcast of Theseus. None of us are like original members of this podcast. I believe it was originally Stephen, Cat, and Nero. None uh, of them were here. It, it was originally Cat and Dan. Then Nero. Dan left, and Nero joined, and then Nero's on break to focus on the mm-hmm. other stuff after they moved, mm-hmm. and I'm filling in for them. I've just sort of flung to the side like a, Interesting. a thrifty barnacle. Yeah, and I'm just on my grind set. I'm trying to be on as many podcasts as possible. Mm-hmm. Valid. But yeah, um, you can follow us on Disney Minus Pod. On, is it Disney Minus or just that? We have Disney Minus Trinity. Um, that's our uh, actual Prey podcast, Resident Beats. You can follow that on Resi Beats Pod. We have a Trinity and a Blue Sky for both Resident Beats and Disney Minus. I believe they're both the same. It's just different websites. Uh, you can follow Nero on Trinity at Dragon Smoochie on co-host at Dragon Snuggly on Tumblr at Cyclonus, but with a 5 instead of an S at the end. And you can follow their podcast, his Prime Cuts, his Radio Free Hydrant, and Talk Cycles. And I think that's it. Steven, add anything else that we missed? Uh, is it time for the special announcement? It's time for uh, the special announcement. Uh, what, now that Fragmentary Passages is officially on hiatus, uh, there's gonna be another side, another new sideshow on this. Uh, I have rounded up three poor fools, Aurora, Veer, and Jojo, who you may know from that, the handful of times that he's filled in for Cat, to do a media understanding podcast for the media that I like, which is Homestuck, the 2009 to 2016, yes, it really did go on that long, podcast that irreversibly changed the in- the face of the internet and especially Tumblr forever. I am your host. These are my poor fools. Welcome Hello. to I'm Not Stuck In Here With You. You're Stuck In Here With Me. Episode zero coming next week. Uh, feel free to ask us questions, by the way. I don't believe the other side shows have a question segment, but there's a lot to talk about about Homestuck, so I figure uh, for this one, go ahead. Uh, but no spoilers. I will be watching Like a Hawk for spoilers, and if any of y'all try to start something, I will enter through the ventilation shafts and garrote you with a bucket. Just thought keep- I'd let you know. I will try to keep accent of spoilers to minimum. I have been exposed to a lot of Homestuck, but I do not have any 
true meaning to it. It's uh, just speaking of words. which, episode zero is uh, the pre-mortem. We're going to oh God. examine all of our preconceptions of Homestuck before we all d- dive right in. So oh, yeah. uh, questions should mostly pertain to stuff you may or may not vaguely remember or know about Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Try not to make it too much of a spoiler. It'll be fine. I'm I am so yeah. looking forward to this. I have wanted to explain Homestuck to people uh, for you, a long, long time. Something, listen, if you think you about Homestuck, listen. If you think the question you're about to ask may be a spoiler, do what's usually done for Reaver Reavers and just censor it, and Ashley will look at it and be yeah, or, say, or just DM it to me directly on Discord or Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All right. Holmes stuck. Uh, it, well, I believe, is Stephen's choice which movie we do next, and they have relayed this information to Veer. Veer, what movie mm-hmm. are we reviewing next? Well, well, good to for you to ask because it's very similar to Bed Knobs and Broomsticks in a way because it has a mm-hmm. this a blonde haired youngster who's naive to magic. A brown-headed, younger, well, older boy who is skeptical of magic. A brown-haired girl. Is it Narnia? Well, there is a magic wizard in it. It is Star Uh-oh. Wars. Oh, a New Star Hope. Wars! Ah. Star Whoa. Wars A New Hope, of course. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So, I don't think I've it. ever they- seen A New Hope all the way through. Like, obviously, I've seen some of the Star Wars, and I've definitely seen parts of A New Hope, but I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. So this will be mm-hmm. interesting to me. I hope you Especially since my best and enduring memory of Star Wars is, of course, Backstroke of the West. Mm-hmm. I hope you're prepared to listen to me rant about a certain plot point that people make jokes about that Disney kind of made a plot hole in a prequel movie. Oh, boy. I'm ready. Anyway. All right, I think that might be it for this episode. Um, um, yep. So, uh, like Disney. always, fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck, fuck Disney. Support the. Don't use their streaming the services for raising strike. the price. Yeah. They're fucking raising the prices, but during the fucking actor strike, fucking fuck, fuck, man. What the fuck, Disney? Mm. Fuck you. Don't pay full price for Hulu. Don't pay full price for Disney. They're the. Keep circulating those tapes. You know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. fuck Disney. Raise the flags. Raise the jolly yeah. lodges. Fuck Disney. Yeah. See you next week for Stuck Stuck, and the week after that for uh, Star War. Yeah. Have a good one, wow. listeners. Tell you. Good night. Uh, good night. I'm flying off in a broomstick. Wow. Oh my gosh. There's a bird. That's so cool. Ah. Uh, This bit bit has gone on for far too long. The episode's over now.